listening to Real Talk SLP with your host, Felice Clark, the Deviling Speechy. This is a show to help speech pathologists navigate the SLP world with real life stories to celebrate therapy successes and how to persevere when failure comes knocking on your door. Hey there, Rockstar SLPs. This is Felice Clark, the Dabbling Speechy, and I'm your host of the Real Talk SLP podcast show. Welcome, welcome. Today, we're going to be talking about how you can use Google Apps to manage your caseload. Um, I don't know about you all, but I love having tools that I can use for in-person therapy, for teletherapy, for serving young students and older students. I, you know, I love materials that are easily adaptable. I found Google Apps about four or five years ago when I was really looking at ways to streamline my whole class push in lessons and saw these beautiful smart boards in my teacher's classrooms and thought, I need to start utilizing you know, the smart board more. So I started making Google slides for my push-in lessons. And who would have thought that I would actually be now using them for <laughs> teletherapy, you know? And, and so that has been one of the beauties for me with Google apps is just how much that I can use these tools in person and remotely. I started using Google forms to help streamline you know, collecting information from teachers and parents and realizing like, thank goodness I learned that because now I can use it while I'm fully remote. That's why I want to share with you three ways that you can use those to help you right now if you are fully remote. Um, I've been fully remote ever since schools closed in March and I thought we would maybe open up again at the beginning of the year, but we've been fully remote since August, and I've only seen my students from a distance. Any Bette Midler fans out there? Yeah, I've been fully remote seeing my students from a distance. I've just been thankful that I have these tools that I can use. And there is a little bit of comfort knowing that, okay, the, the hours and time I spent navigating Google Apps I can still use these when we go back to in-person school instruction. And so that is something to consider too. Like this is, you know, learning new techie tools right now is, is an investment of your time. And when you have to learn something that, you know, you're maybe never going to use again after we all start going back to, you, you know, typical in-class school instruction and therapy, it's a little frustrating. Like I got to learn all this and then just dump it out the window after we, you know, I'm not going to need it anymore. I mean, that can feel really defeating. And so I want to give you a little hope and a little, some solutions for, Hey, here's some tech stuff you're going to have to learn right now, but guess what? You can use it when you're in person and that might ease the pain of learning new things. Cause I don't know about you guys. I have been learning so, so much and it's been hard sometimes to learn that stuff and have a good attitude about it. I have definitely failed in that. And so just to be clear, before we talk about the ways that you can use Google Apps, Google Apps are basically a cloud-based web tool that you can use in real time with other people. So with the Microsoft products like Word documents, PowerPoint, those are very comparable to Google Docs and Google Slides. 
Okay. Google Slides is much like a PowerPoint presentation, but the difference is, is that you can share that with somebody else. You can give them viewer rights, you can give them editing rights, and then they can edit that document in real time with you. There are some cool features like that, and it also makes it easier to assign students activities via Google Classroom, and that is pretty neat, right? So let's just jump into the ways that you can use Google Apps. The three Google apps that I use the most are Google Docs, Google Slides, and Google Forms. There are some other really cool tools like Pear Deck and Jamboard. There are, you know, there's a lot of other cool things that you can do. And there are cool Google Chrome extensions that can help you streamline your therapy process. I will talk about that in another episode. Right now, I just want to talk about how I use Google Forms, Google Slides, and Google Docs to manage my caseload. Okay, so first off, I use Google Forms to streamline my process for collecting information from teachers, okay? You can use Google Forms to get speech referrals, um, because a Google form is basically just electronically collecting information. So you can make one form and then anytime a teacher has a referral, you can share it to them via email and they can fill out the form and you have access to their input on a Google sheet that tells you who they're referring and all that stuff. You just have to put those details in. And so I started using Google Forms for speech referrals in person. And now, and that way I can access it no matter where I'm at, no matter what school I'm at, I don't have to wait until that next day to go check my box and see if a speech referral is there. So a couple ways that you can use Google Forms. You can use Google Forms to collect progress monitoring data. You can create a quiz, a Google Form quiz, and collect data that way. So you can virtually collect data. And then when you're in person, you know, maybe you're trying to progress monitor for your students, you can have a Google Form that you can collect information about their performance and keep it digitally. You can also use it to collect information about present levels for a student. So you're going to create a Google form with all the information, the questions that you want the teacher to answer. And then voila, <laughs> you can also use a Google form to get information about a parent's concerns, the best ways to get in contact with them, and what types of toys and materials they have at home for their child, and maybe like information about their daily routine. So you can automate, if you're not able to get on a phone call every week with every parent, maybe you're just going, hey, this is Mrs. Clark. I'm going to be sending you some Google Forms to get some information to help better serve you when we're doing parent coaching. And you can send them that form. And when they fill it out, you have access to all that information. And it's all kept digitally in one spot. So you can access it whenever you need it. So there are some, and then, you know, present levels, you have all that information to plug in to the IEP when you have time. So it can become, instead of like trying to email them back and forth, but you could also do that as a Google Doc with a teacher and share the Google Doc. Um, that is another way that you can, I think, collaboration 
even when we were in person can be really, really hard. I mean, a lot of times when I was in person, I would run by the teacher's room and say, hey, I'm going to plan this for this week. What do you think? And do a quick check-in with them. And that's not available as much. So another workaround for collaborating is using a Google Doc that you've shared with them and given them editing rights so that you guys can collaborate what is happening each week in the classroom, or maybe you're keeping a running log of behaviors or having a shared document for parent contacts for a certain student so that everyone can stay in the loop, right? So you can use it as a doc, a digital documentation tool, a, a data collection tool, and you can also use it to keep that collaboration going. Like, hey, what tier two words are you doing this week? Or, hey, what themes are you doing for the next month? And so, you know, you can also create your schedule for the week in a Google slide and share it with the teacher. Um, a lot of times I started to make my master therapy schedule and then I was able to share it with the teachers. They had a viewable link and they could see what my schedule was. And, and it was just a digital way of having it on hand no matter where I was because I would always be at I had two schools and it just streamlined that pro that caseload management process for me. The other things about ways you can use Google Apps, you can use let's we're going to talk specifically with Google Slides. It is very adaptable to use Google Slides because you can use Google Slides to create lessons that you can then record for parents as a language lesson or a speech lesson. And you can then send them the recorded Google slide with you talking over the slides for them to view. You can then also use that same Google slide to use in therapy. So you are able to use it for multiple ways. You can also use Google slides because you can link websites and you can link videos and YouTube videos, you can use them to organize and plan all your lessons. So a lot of times I will just put all of my YouTube videos and links to boom cards and links to activities as, or make, if I have a slide with an activity on it, I can put it on there and everything is in one spot. So I can essentially organize all my digital materials to be on one slide. Um, one thing I've been doing with some students is I've created a digital speech folder. So I have everything that they can access on their digital speech folder because I have a template with word activities, warm up activities, a YouTube video to watch about how to produce the R, games that you can play, and then giving them instructions for how they can play that game while practicing their speech sounds. So it's all in one place for them. And the parents can access that on Google Classroom and utilize the activities when they have time during the week. Because everything is linked, they can just click on the item that they want to work on and it will take them to that. So you can streamline using Google Slides. You can 
then streamline organizing your lesson plan by linking to all your materials. And then you also can have it there to create digital speech folders for your students or activities for them that they that you can assign in Google Classroom. So the three ways that you can use these Google apps is to collaborate by sharing your Google Doc or your Google Slides with the teacher. So maybe you've planned a push-in lesson and you want to share the Google Slide so that you can take half the class in a breakout room and they do the same lesson as you, you know, in the Zoom meeting. You now can share that with them digitally. You can collaborate on a student by having everything in one spot for the parent and the team, especially when you're doing AAC coaching. It can be really helpful to be able to collaborate on one Google Doc or in one Google folder and have everything that you need for the student right there. Um, and then the other, so that's the first way you can collaborate. The second way you can use Google Apps is to collect data and streamline your paperwork contacts. And I know a lot of people um, make their speech schedules using these, you know, Google App tools. They use Google Sheets to keep track of their assessments and attendance for students, and they keep track of data on there. So Google Forms is a really good tool for collecting the data on students. And then the last thing that you can use Google Apps for is making materials and using materials and organizing your digital materials with Google Slides. So another thing that I will do is I will upload all my PDFs to my Google Drive. And then I will have a template for this week's schedule. I, you know, and it will say language, articulation, whatever, however way I want to use for my template. And maybe I'm making a template for a push-in lesson theme. I will link everything from my Google Drive that I may need to use in a teletherapy session. And so that way, when I click on that link, it will take me to the static PDF that I want to use, or it will take me to the YouTube video that I want to use. So you can use Google Slides to organize your therapy sessions, but also to make therapy sessions with visual supports and whatever you need to do therapy. So I hope that these three ways of using these Google apps will help you with making some decisions on what you want to, to do for streamlining that process. So if you have any questions about how to actually use these tools, please leave some feedback. You can message me on social media at the dabbling speechy, or you can email me at Felice Clark at the dabbling speechy.com with your questions. And I can maybe make a YouTube video for you or write a blog post or do a Facebook live or an Instagram live on how to use these tools. Anyway, I feel like I've been rambling for a while. I will leave you with that. And as always, be the SLP that every kid wants to see and stay inspired. My rockstar SLPs, you are working so hard. I applaud you for all that you've done for your students. All right, take care.
Thank you.